Hey guys, this is All Fudged Up, and I'm Angie Goods. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Goods Funny Girl. That's G O O D S F U N N Y G I R L, Goods Funny Girl. You can send me an email at Goods Funny Girl at gmail.com. And I have a website, it's been up for a little while. I would not call it a great website by any means, but it is a work in progress beginning of the roads website all fudged up dot net it's great um hopefully you can go check it out and tell me what you think or not that's cool too um so current events i we we've sold the house so supposedly <laughs> we have a buyer interested in buying the house um, we went through, we got through the open house, we got through pictures, we got through the open house. That was basically two weeks of hell. Three weeks of including the like sneak preview thing. So three weeks of deep cleaning my house and literally it was just, like I said last time, it was just, I kept finding more and more and more places to clean and I still don't feel like I've cleaned enough, but regardless, hopefully we have sold the house, we have a buyer you know, there's going to be an inspection. This inspection is um, basically like only the buyer will only back out if there's something structural and, or, you know, some sort of safety thing. So, you know, fingers still crossed, whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Um, and if it doesn't work out, hopefully we can get it fixed and, you know, have them still buy the house and we can still move on. I'll move on with our lives. Um, let's see anything else in current Eva. Oh, because of all that cleaning, I was tired. So, so unbelievably tired. It was like being pregnant again. So tired, pregnant, moving. It's the worst sometimes, but at least, you know, I don't know. The results pay off eventually and hard work always pays off. And you know, that's what I keep trying to tell myself and, uh, that, and it does, but it does take a toll especially when you're older, let's say, you know, let's say you're not 20 anymore. Maybe you're not even 30 anymore. Um, it definitely takes a toll on your body. And yesterday I, I did do some stuff. I got some laundry done. Maybe it's not put away or folded. Maybe it's clean, but back in the basket, but it's done. <laughs> And it will get done. It will get finished eventually, probably within the next, uh, hopefully today. But, you know, I say that just because like I want to put on a good face, but in the reality it might sit around for, two, for a week. Who knows? One of those. Um, also, just then today, just not being able to get off the couch. I think since four o'clock yesterday evening, and it is currently around two o'clock, I've in the, the, you know, so... In a matter of 16 hours, is that right? No, wait, no, so it's four. Okay, more than 16 hours. All right, but still, I slept almost 12 hours, like 10 hours solid last night, which is uh, weird. And then an hour and a half on the couch. It was just, oh my God, this morning, like as the baby slept, mostly while the baby slept. I actually did kind of bail out early last night, um, like a couple hours before the baby went to bed. and. Ugh, just so much sleeping, like, because burnout, guys, it's a real thing. And if you don't take care of yourself and if you don't have those moments where you just nap on the couch for a day, then, 
you know, things get a lot worse. So this is just my long-winded way of saying take care of yourselves, you guys. Work hard, play hard, but remember you got to rest too. It's what keeps us pretty. Um, I don't... Uh, oh, I have officially turned in my two-week notice at my day job. Yay! Ugh. And still I'm like, ugh, I feel pressure. Like, so most two-week notices, you, you give the two weeks and then you just continue working. Usually it's a full-time job, right? Or whatever hours that, you know, have been set. Well, this job is so fucked up that I for the past two weeks have been on an as needed basis. And for the past like two weeks, I've worked, um, maybe four days and not even like full days, like maybe one, no, one day was a full day, uh, and then a half day. And then last week we're both half days. And I was just like, oh, this is getting fucking bullshit. Like uh, this isn't even like, it's enough per day that I go out there that it's, you know, it's worth like the price of gas and the price of, you know, getting out of the house, <laughs> the emotional toll. It, it's, it, it's sort of worth, you know, it's like four to six hours that, you know, whatever. So it, it's, it definitely covers those. If it was less than that, then I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not even going to fucking do this shit anymore. But <clears throat> it is that, but it's also, then it's just like, it's two days a fucking week. Like, ugh. like that, that's like play money or, you know, additional income money. That's not like enough to live on. And, you know, it's just, I've been unhappy with it. Let's just clear things up. I have been unhappy where I currently, this current day job place, um, since last year, uh, last October, September or October is when I was just like, yeah, no, you know, being home with the baby is great. No, it was before that even that. So I went to work back in July. Um, baby was born in May, May 18th. I went back to work in July, six weeks after the baby was born. So it was like, uh, whatever, July, mid July, I guess. Um, and then I was working part-time. I was working three days a week, but, um, you know, all, all day. So, you know, whatever, like let's say 22 to 24 hours a week. Um, and I did that until about, I think September when I was just like, this is still like, I, I'm not able to cover like just my normal expenses. So I need to work more. Uh, so we figured that out and you know, it's like, all right, well, if I work more, but then, you know, we'll put him in daycare for a couple of days or maybe like a, yeah, a couple of days. Um, and then he can work and I can work and, um, you know, great. Everything's working out, right? Wrong. So I told my boss and I mentioned to him like weeks before I even got, um, a, a daycare place because, oh yeah, apparently it's not just bullshit or a joke on sitcoms. Like you, if you want a daycare, you got to lock that shit down when you're like four months pregnant. Like, you know, even if you're planning on staying home with the kid for, even if it's like six months or whatever, like, no, you got to start early because ugh, those places book up fast. And we're talking like pre-pandemic. Once the pandemic hit, then it got different. Obviously everything got different, but pre-pandemic, like I, wow, just, so, and it was only because of the pandemic that I was able to get my child daycare. If it wasn't for that, no, I would have been on fucking wait list for like at least a year or so. So if you're pregnant, 
you know, or you're thinking about getting pregnant, maybe start looking for daycares now. Okay. Like, you know, pregnant or thinking about it, start looking now. Unless of course your mother-in-law runs a daycare like out of her house, you know, or your mom does or whatever. Like those situations, maybe you don't have to uh, worry so much. Like they'll keep a spot open for you. They're like, they, it's just your mother, two newlyweds, let's say they're like late twenties and oh, sorry, love, go. Oh, children, children. Are you having children? Like they get the whiff of children and then they're just like, oh, okay, I'll just go ahead and keep, you know, they run a daycare. I'll just go ahead and keep you guys a slot open from now until eternity or maybe even two or three slots. A wink. You know, have as many as you want. No pressure. There's all kinds of pressure. There's always pressure. Like, it's weird. It's not even necessarily sometimes, you know, um, uh, you know, purposeful pressure. Like, sometimes people are just curious. Like, oh, hey, yeah. So what do you guys think about kids or something? But usually they ask it in kind of that way. Um, and then there's other people that are like, babies, when, when are you going to give me babies? And it's like, whoa, calm down, Gollum. <laughs> um, it'll, it'll happen when it happens. And, you know, maybe even some people don't even want like human babies. And that's totally acceptable too. I tell you what, they are a lot of work. And if you aren't like totally 100% into it, then things are not going to go well. You're, you're not going to feel good about it. The child may not feel good about it as they grow up. Just saying, if you want to have kids, it's an amazing, amazing journey. I highly recommend it. If you don't want to have kids, cool. Enjoy your life as it is or whatever it is that makes you happy. You know, having a dog, having a cat, having an exotic bird, having a whole zoo or a whole corporation. What is it that makes you happy and that you can put focus your time and effort in? Then that's great. Um, but also remember, of course, that, you know, relationships are, you know, that's what keep us emotionally fulfilled, I think. So, of course, we got to work on that. And by work on that, I mean, um, you know, work on yourselves in order to present yourself to being a good friend and um, fuck the people that don't like you because they're dicks, which leads me to my next topic. Today's topic, friends that are not friends, otherwise known as fuck those dicks. Um, I heard a long time ago that maybe from my mom, probably from my mom who heard it from who knows where, um, that you meet people for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And at the age that I'm at, I may not be old, old, but I guess I'm middle aged and I am not okay with that, but I am trying to cope um, and in my middle age years, I have learned that that is absolutely true. You for sure meet people, um, that go through your life either for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And sometimes it's hard to accept that, especially people that are just amazing. Um, and sometimes death takes people out of your life way too soon. And, and it sucks. Um, usually though, uh, it, you know, it, it, it takes people, you know, 
to fuck up a relationship. Um, so, and part of that is, you know, is just, uh, people's motivations. Um, you know, I, I've heard some people recently talking about like how they're very selective with the group of people, with anybody that they allow into their lives because of who they are. You know, maybe they're a celebrity that fucking everybody, everybody knows. Um, and so that is, is completely understandable. Like you have to, otherwise you're going to be exploited at all costs and everything you say or do is going to end up on TMZ, um, taken out of context because it makes a good story. So you really have to kind of question people's motives. Like why, why does this person want to be your friend? And this is coming from someone who is an Aquarius who would love nothing but to be friends with everybody. But I now, after having too many heartbreaks, um, in my twenties and thirties, I, I now, I see the, the logic and beauty in that. And I now, before I become like friends with someone and, um, before I trust them with, you know, any of my, you know, inner dark secrets, <laughs> I, I will, I will try to, you know, to vet them a little bit better and, and try to, um, you know, just take my time with it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, another reason that people, you know, kind of fall out of friendships for whatever reasons or whatever, you know, lose contact is life changes. You know, maybe that person moved and, you know, you know, there's just now they have this new life. And I know now with social media that, of course, like, you know, if, if you you can still kind of kind of keep track of people. But it's, of course, not the same. And, you know, when you go from maybe seeing somebody every week to not seeing them at all, it's it's a loss and it's heartbreaking. Um, so there's a there's a couple of friend situations that I've gone through that um, <clears throat> have made me the recluse that I am today. Let's start with Hall with the fallout with let's call this person Cat. Um, Cat and I met in college, and we were friends for a very long time. And um, and then some shit went down. So I moved to Boston area in 2009 after coming to visit Kat um, after my first tax season. She had moved out here uh, two or three, maybe it was three years at that point um, before that. Um, so she, you know, she had, yeah, she you know, had some friends and knew where all the good party stuff was and, and the weed connection, you know, all the good stuff. Um, so, so I come out to visit and I fell in love with the area. I fell in love with the public transportation, the seasons, just that communal sense. And I'm going to miss you, Boston, I miss you, Massachusetts, but excited virgin. Anyway, so, um, so although 
you know, it was nice to have a friend like her that was already out here. I, for, you know, I, I did not move out here for that person. Like I moved out here because I wanted to move out here because Phoenix was just too hot. <laughs> I was ready for a change. I was ready for some snow. And now I see that snow sucks. <laughs> well, like four months of snow sucks, you know, a month of snow. That's, that's pretty cool. So anyway, um, Kat and I had a lot of fun adventures and Kat ended up living with me for a while because of course, like that we just, you know, we all knew it was going to happen. <laughs> like, honestly, be honest. Um, but one of the big dramas that occur that I do not blame Kat for this necessarily. I don't know. There was, I, d I don't hold her primary responsible because she wasn't the person who banned me from their house. Um, that person, let's call that person. No, I don't like the nickname I picked out for that person. Let's just call that person a person. Um, so there was a person, uh, that, you know, Kat introduced me to. And, um, I would, I'm trying to think of like a nickname or, um, I don't know. I just feel like whatever I say, my, you know, everybody will be like, oh, it's that person. I don't necessarily want everybody to know, but I, uh, let's just, let's just call that person Becky. I don't know. No offense to Becky since I'm not trying to be derogatory to anybody, but I'm just going to call her Becky. So, um, you know, Becky had this amazing little apartment with her roommates, um, in Somerville that, was not too far from the place that I eventually settled. Like, it wasn't far at all from the place that it, I was at when I moved to uh, Medford. And then it was, you know, not too far from the place in, in Arlington. Um, the place in Arlington and the place in Medford were also very close together. Um, so a lot of time was spent at, shit, what was the name I just made up for this person? Becky. Um, so a lot of time was spent at Becky's apartment. Uh, and, you know, holidays were spent there. Um, birthdays. It was just, it was one of those group of friends that I thought that I always wanted. And, and I'm, and, and I did, and it was awesome. Um, but you know, things happened and then, you know, I got banned from the house without being told. And the things leading up to that were, um, uh, so apparent, so let, let's just start with the really bad stuff, which was, um, there was a political movement that was trying to go forward in the Boston area. Um, it was the, you know, the 99 versus the 1%, um, you know, issue. And there was the Occupy Wall Street and then various local governments and, um, that movement. Um, and I did not have a fond opinion of that movement. Um, her, uh, Becky and Becky's boyfriend. And I think all, most of pretty much, you know, the, that group of people, um, you know, supported it and I did not. And, um, things were said on Facebook and feelings were hurt. And I guess I was a huge dick. 
Um, and because of that and because of apparently other stuff that I had said, you know, face-to-face stuff like that I, once again, that nobody ever told me about, um, you know, things were said and then, um, and then the final like nail in the coffin, I guess, was just, um, that I didn't go to Becky's birthday, uh, thing because, At the time, I was in Virginia because my mom was having some issues and I had to go down there and help my dad with that situation. But, you know, yeah, I missed Becky's birthday and that was so rude of me. And, oh, did Becky know that I was going to Virginia because of my mom's issues? Yes. Yes, she did. But still made it a point to throw that in my face and be like, you weren't here for that. So, and then you just weren't around for the next few weeks. And so we just figured that you figured it out. And, but no, you didn't figure it out. And now we're having this conversation. This is from the, the Facebook fucking message. Like I should pull it up, but I'm not going to. But it was, she was throwing all of that in my face, saying how she had pulled me aside to tell me like, hey, you know, maybe what you're saying is hurtful. And I thought that I said, oh, okay. And then I thought that I had corrected after that. But apparently there was other stuff that she hadn't even told me about that I didn't even fucking know that I was doing. But apparently I was doing it and they were all starting to hate me. And that's how I got banned from that house. Oh, and... Was I even told about this? No, I wasn't because Becky told Kat about it. Kat said, I'm not getting involved in this. You need to talk to her, me, directly. Um, But, you know, Becky just figured it would somehow filter through and I would eventually just be told by Kat, who was my roommate at the time. But yeah, it wasn't fucking Kat's job to tell me, Becky. It was you. (sighs) All right. That I feel better a little bit about that. So, but it, does it change anything? No. Does that person still hate me? Yes. Does all of those people now hate me? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like Kat and I are no longer friends. Um, that happened after that banning of the house incident. Um, Kat and I were living in a different place with Kat's boyfriend, her, the boyfriend's best friend. Um, that guy's name's Jason. He was cool. Um, uh, and then myself and, and then whatever. And, you know, we all lived in Franklin and, um, and that was a mistake, but it is what it is. Um, and, you know, Kat was just in a really bad place in her life and um the boyfriend ended up breaking up with her he just he couldn't take it anymore and I I couldn't blame him like I I couldn't have put up with that from my significant other either after like everything that Kat did that it was just like she couldn't maintain a job she was depressed all the time um you know there was just there was a lot of things and Um, 
you know, and I understand that, you know, she, you know, because she didn't have a job, she didn't have insurance and, but it was just, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was a complicated situation and, um, she was very depressed, like I said, and she went out to visit her family in Arizona and then basically didn't come back. Um, for a while, she is now back in the Boston area. That's right, cat. I fucking know. Um, but, you know, she wants nothing to do with me. Like, she blocked me on Facebook and, you know, she wants nothing to do with me. And, um, so it hurts. Like, you know, do I, do I think that I am solely to blame for those relationships? No, but you know, at the same time, you know, I can't just, you know, every like year or two, just go out, like send them a meet and be like, Hey, are you guys still mad at me? Like, how about now? How about now? How about now? Like, that's not going to help any fucking situation. Like they're, they're not gonna, you know, they have their feelings. They're, they've moved on. I'm the one that still has issues about it and it sucks. And I'm hoping that this is going to be my cathartic release to be able to just move forward and just to, you know, look at all those memes that I'm seeing recently of, you know, basically like those people are dicks, move on. Like, you know, stuff happen, people change, lives move forward. Um, you know, especially when we get to the next story. Um, let's call her Pineapple. I met Pineapple at, um, a party. It was a kinky party. Um, Pineapple and I had, um, we didn't have what necessarily is a kinky relationship. Um, but we did have a relationship. Um, we, we were more than friends for a little while. Um, but, but not really. It, pineapple only came to me, it seemed like, when things were bad and that she wanted to commiserate or try to use me to escape her situation. Um, she comes from a very traumatic childhood and therefore is chaotic as fuck. And, um, and young. When I met Pineapple, um, I'm, she was 19 years old. Uh, she turned 20 six weeks later. Uh, so there's that, but you know, she was very young and we tried to maintain a relationship and then friendship, um, over the course of four years. Um, well, let's just say three years cause we haven't been friends for over a year. So on and off for three years. And by on and off, I literally mean like we broke up three times and it was fucking devastating. Like every single time, like the first time we broke up, I had no idea what I even did. Like all of a sudden she's just like not talking to me and just like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I, I, and then, and then we get back together and we try to work things out and, you know, I, you know, but it doesn't work out. And then, and so the last time we broke up, 
was because she had, let's just say, left everything and started over with this new asshole who did exactly what, you know, not exactly what I said that he was going to do, but he destroyed her. He mostly emotionally just completely broke her down. And I don't know if she's 100% fully processed all of that. Uh, I don't really care because we're not friends at the moment at all. Um, But, you know, he destroyed her and took her money and just, it was heartbreaking. And then when she came back from that and we were trying, you know, we were friends again at that. I think that maybe that was after like, that was after breakup number two. And that's when we reconciled and we were, but, um, or maybe four, I don't know. I lost fucking count. It doesn't matter. So that happened. She went down to Philly. She came back, um, after he destroyed her, um, somebody else gathered a bunch of information on this douchebag and then posted it online. And then I, being an asshole that I am, might have perpetuated it and, um, you know, said some things in group forums that apparently made Pineapple's life more difficult in the moment. And she took great offense to it. And she broke up with me again because of that. So without even talking to me, it was just like, oh, I'm mad at you. I'm going to stop talking to you. And I was like, could we talk? What? Like, please, can we try to? And she was like, no. And I, I said, fine. And then, um, more than a year later, like a year and a half, almost two years, maybe later, I sent her a message. It might've been recently. And, you know, just basically like, hey, hope you're well. Hope maybe one day we can be friends again. The response I fucking got was this corporate, it was almost like this corporate auto reply. Thanks for inquiring about being my friend. No one's available at this time. We're just going to go ahead and keep it like it is. Stay well enjoy the family. And I was like, what the fuck? This coming from a person that of all the kinky shit that we've seen together, all this stuff we've talked about, and you're coming back to me with this corporate bullshit of thanks for asking to be my friend, but we're just going to keep it as is. Like, are you kidding me? Now, obviously that was a lot better than her just being like, fuck off. But I just... Like, she's mad at me for caring about her. Like, that's what it fucking comes down to. I cared about her. And how fucking dare I care about her? She has her own life. She don't need nobody to care about her. That's uncomfortable. Fine. So now I have to question everybody's motives and just be really careful. So thank you. Thank you for all those life lessons. And, um, I'd like to say maybe one day we can be friends, but let's just keep things as is. Okay. Okay. 
So I got really riled up there. I'm going to have to go like, I don't know, smoke a huge bowl, maybe drink that of wine. Um, and I'm going to go do that now. And I hope you guys all have a great night. Um, my little fudge pops right in. Tell me your horrific friend stories. Like let's all cathart about it. I don't have to read it on air. Like if you just want to, you know, tell me about it, like, please do. Um, on air. <laughs> That's adorable. I'm so old. All right, guys, I'm going to peace out. I hope you have a great rest of your day, week, and I will be back at you shortly. All right. Bye, my little fudge pops.